and welcome to a bird camp wonderland we are not on facebook because facebook the moment i click go has said no you've passed the start time this is why abw doesn't use start times we will not be held accountable to the man will we john um no hello was, was, that, my, was that my introduction <laughs> it wasn't meant to be your introduction it was meant to be a normal introduction hello people listening and people not listening and people watching but no as soon as i clicked live john facebook come out and went you can't use facebook you got to redo the time no, that won't be happening, Facebook. You can bugger off. Much like all the haters, John. All the haters. And all their, our Tessa needs sacking. We're getting relegated, you fucking morons. Go away. Go and support another team. Follow another sport. Because you know nothing. Arteta knows. Oh, he's dropped all the team against Southampton. Oh, he needs sacking. No, he's won the FA Cup. He doesn't need to win it again, does he? No, we've proven it. The league is where the money is. We're a skint team. We've got no fans going. We've got COVID wrecking the world. He has seen the light and gone, we need to finish as high up at the table as possible. And with the likes of Liverpool, haven't scored a league goal all season. Man City are the only informed team at the moment. We've only four points behind Liverpool, John. All we need is Bukayo Saka, as the song goes. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> if I could sing, I'd join in with that. John, off you go, and I'm going to go and try and fix our Facebook <laughs> um yeah wow uh arsenal well sorry i should do it the correct way southampton one arsenal three uh quite the turnaround from the cup um i know lots of people were complaining about the uh rotation that arteta did for the fa cup game and i get it but it needed to happen um we even saw tonight there was a few players who party one in particular who had to go down with cramp um coming back from injury and stuff so it was needed and Frankly, the league games are more important to get us as high up the table as possibly can. Um, Can't say that, John. No, no. We've got to to play all the team, play all the teams, got to win all the games because they know better than us. Yeah, you know, I know eighth place isn't that exciting, but we're four points behind Liverpool. Yes, there's some teams above us with games in hand. um, But you've got the likes of West Ham and stuff above us who are obviously going to drop off. Um, You've just got to keep this run going, keep the league form going. I thought it was brilliant tonight. Um, We'll go to the lineup then. Because there were a few changes, obviously, from the cup game. Uh, Abamyang's still not in the squad uh, for personal reasons. Don't know what the personal reasons are. Frankly, it doesn't matter what the personal reasons are. If he's got some family issue or there's illness or whatever it is, um, that's for him. And those things are more important than football. So we wish Mr. Albert and his family all the best for whatever it is. Um, no one knows exactly what it is, but that's besides the point. So hopefully whatever's going on is corrected. And you saw a lot of the players tonight as well mentioning, uh, sort of pointing towards Alba in their celebrations. Um, Cedric back in at left back again, who I thought wasn't great in the cup game, but tonight was much better. Party coming back in the team. And Pepe getting the nod over Martinelli, interestingly, in the lineup. Um, that was the probably the one surprise for me, Danny. What, what did you think of that Pepe starting over Martinelli, the wonder kid? Well, much like Chris Carpenter, I've, I've, I haven't watched the, Arsenal, the, the Southampton game. He doesn't watch any of the games anymore. That's why he doesn't come on. He said he doesn't watch Arsenal. My God, that bloke is. Happy birthday, by the way, Chris, 38. We asked Twitter to give him his account back, and they said, no, mon ami, no. That is German for fuck off, I think. Uh, but then I, all I did was saw someone tweeted a Pepe um, compilation against Southampton. I thought, oh. The boy looks tricky. The boy looks like he's up for it. I say the boy. The grown man looks like he's up for it. Well, maybe Arteta has finally winkled, got his little fucking winkled some form out of him. 
because he did at times when he first started, he had a few good games and you don't become a shit player overnight. And when I saw him starting, I thought, well, hopefully he'll play tonight, uh, pull out some of the stuff that he did against Southampton because some of the stuff he did in the FA Cup game that I haven't seen and saw the highlights of, he looked pretty good. So mm. I thought, well, you know, that's why I'm sat here, John, and, and not managing the Arsenal because unlike the rest of you fucktards who are moaning, I don't know better. All yeah. I do is guess. No, um, I was I was really hopeful, and I think I tweeted before the game, like, this is a great chance for Pepe. Um, obviously, I was out of the team for, you know, his own personal reasons, but there is an argument that of the sort of regular forward, free and striker, Aubameyang's probably the one player who's the most out of form. So, arguably, there is a place up for grabs still, and there's like Aubameyang, there's Martinelli, Pepe's sort of just sneaking in behind them. And then after that is William, but less said about in the better. Um, so it was a really good chance for him to try and stake his place in the team, try and get more game time. Um, so I was really excited and excited to see him playing with a, you know, Smith Rowe isn't a finished player yet, but a guy who is basically playing number 10 and in great form. So that was really exciting to see as well. Um, David Luiz and Holding is the centre-backs. Aguna um, saying... They made it David Keith. I was concerned that Cedric couldn't play left back. I was wrong. That's what we need more of, John. We need more people going, I was wrong. Because yeah. all of us, at some point or another, have been wrong. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, the, the lineup I thought was probably the best we could pick um, out of everyone who's fit and available. Uh, there was an argument over uh, Gabriel as well at centre-back, although he did look a bit rusty in the FA Cup game. I thought he might have... Maybe he got some minutes, but we'll see. I'm sure once he's back up to match fitness, he'll get back in the team. Hmm. Um, we'll start off the game then, and we just have to get the horrible bit out of the way, basically. Go on then. Yeah. Go lacquer. <laughs> so we go we go from brilliant ball through from Jacker. Lacazette, one a one with the keeper, and he doesn't finish. He's got to score that, hasn't he, Danny, surely? Well, you're about the same age as no, you're uh, you're a little bit older than Jack. But you know what it's like when you first when you when because you, you still play a little bit of football. You can't go in there and be full John Welsh right off the back, can you? Yeah, that's a that's a baseball term. I'm not going to have that straight away. You need to warm up. You need a little bit of limbering. You need a bit of few yoga stretches. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Someone, if we want that, much like in Formula One, where you have those heat things going around the tyres, we even need to wrap our older players up with those so their hips are nice and loose and ready for the beginning of the game, or we let them run into it. No one expects to score within 54 seconds, do they? So <laughs> can't blame him. It would have been nice if we'd have done it. But in the grand scheme of things, it really didn't matter. But did what did you, what was your thoughts at the moment that that come through? Did you think, oh, yeah, he's going to get murdered or he's going to score or miss? Yeah, no, just when it went through, I just thought, because the form and the way he's been playing, I thought, oh, he's going to bury this. And, like, McCarthy did well and got out really well and made himself as big as possible. But I thought the form Lacazette's in, he's just going to bury it. And then when it didn't go in, and uh, I think it might, I don't know if it was Ward-Prowse or someone or Jack Stevens maybe got back and cleared it. I was just like, oh, no, it's going to be one of those games. And then you get, you know, a minute, minute and a half later, goes to the other end. Southampton have got a corner. I thought, oh, we started really brightly. This is okay. We'll defend this corner. We've been great from set pieces all season. Really, I think we only conceded two or something. And then, ugh, just really bad from another player who's got loads of stick from me, who I will be nice about afterwards. <laughs> but Pepe just completely losing his man. Well, he's not even his man. He's, he's not marking his zone, basically. It's a really clever 
corner from Southampton. Ward Prowse is like one of the best, got one of the best deliveries in the Premier League. Um, his, his balls in are just amazing. I asked our friend Ross actually today how long Ward Prowse had in his contract, and he just signed a new five year deal once. So he said, Keep our grubby mitts off him. <laughs> he's certainly a player I'd like to have in our team. Um, but yeah, just puts in a really good ball, and Armstrong just strolls onto it. Um, Leno's a little bit unlucky, gets his hand to it, but it's not much else he can do. It's a really good finish from Armstrong, but yeah, Pepe just there, just totally switched off. And the moment He's that happens, well, I mean, this is the thing. It's, no his job, it's, it's his job to mark that area. It's We do yeah. this sort of man-marking end zone or half-and-half half thing. And all you've got to do is just prevent the shot, get a block in, just put the player off, whatever it is. It's not He's not going to be – he's not in the box to one-on-one challenge with a centre-back. He's there to mark an area. Um yeah, it's, it's a great finish from Armstrong. And because of Lacazette not scoring the goal and Southampton immediately scoring almost a minute afterwards, I just thought, uh, Southampton's just got our number. It's, it's just like a couple of years ago when they just used to beat us all the time. I looked, had a quick through, scroll through on Twitter. Our car was going, that's it, done with the game already. I'm switching this off. <laughs> Three minutes into the match. Was that our car? Yeah. <laughs> I can see why your trains aren't ever on time. Look at this wonderful tweet, a message from Thunder Road. It says to you, were you double fisting like this? Keep your mind out of the gutter, people. Watching the Milan derby, because me and John are into Milan fans. Lukaku told Zlatan that he'll fuck him and his wife. Things you love to hear. <laughs> did, that, did that come out on the audio of the game? Um, that did indeed come out on the audio of the game. Yeah, just slight <laughs> divergence from the Arsenal game quickly. I was getting abuse from Lana because Milan were beating Inter. <laughs> And uh, she said, oh, Zlatan and uh, Lukaku are having a fight and Zlatan's winning. And then I just quick scroll through, saw the video and I went, oh, no, he really did say that about his wife. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they both didn't get sent off, but Zlatan did and Inter Milan ended up winning. So <laughs> up yours, Zlatan. With, with um, the, the, the Christian Eriksen that uh, Inter Milan have offered to every single team. The only <laughs> team they haven't offered them to is the Pirates. Yeah. And and give it time. And he, he scored the winner. So uh, yeah. fours are in there. Yeah. Carry on, John. Um, but yeah, quickly back to the Arsenal game. <laughs> um, for all the cock up that Pepe made and Lacazette not scoring, it was only about four or five minutes later and um, Pepe did it again. But again, it was Granite Xhaka, first time ball, slipped it through, really, really good movement from Pepe, held off his man brilliantly. And despite it being at a weird angle, he took it on his left foot and it was a really good goal. I just I I don't understand Pepe sometimes. He's really confusing as a player. The ball seems to like stick to his foot like glue. It's just amazing. His first touch, his control, technical ability, and just his brain just seems to go on and off a little bit too much. But I thought tonight he was excellent and I'm really, really pleased he got that goal because the, it's the one thing I feel like with him. He needs a run of games. He needs to be playing with the you know first team squad rather than the sort of B team in the cup or the Europa League. And I think he's gonna perform more and tonight it wasn't just his work on the ball or off the ball he was a lot better pressing as well he was pushing with the team he was winning it back I think him and Smith Rowe were tied or one apart for ball recoveries tonight which is what you want from your front forward players um but really really good goal for him and brilliant ball from Jacker again just that first time ball awareness just slips it in between the centre-back and the full-back uh, so yeah, really, really happy with that. Because all, all I want to do is for him to succeed. I know I moan about him all the time, and I really do give him stick. But I just want him to play well. I don't care if he's going to be a, if he's not going to be seventy-two million pound worth of player. Fine, but if he plays as a winger and he gets you ten goals, ten assists every season, maybe up to fifteen, you're going to be very happy with. That's that's what you want from those sort of wide players. What did you think of Pepe tonight, Danny? 
Well, we have death threats in the chat. Here's Chris Lodato from our ABW FIFA threatening the man who runs our ABW FIFA, Stefan. So, uh, yeah, sad times. Uh, it's been nice knowing you, Stefan, because uh, Chris is a lion and he's a killer and he's a good-looking chap. Um, I think the a lot of people were saying that the problem with Pepe, one of the many, many problems with Pepe, is he is so one-dimensional. Run down the right wing, go full Theo Walcott, and then mess it up when you get down there. Because uh, we always know he has to go, oh, and Robin, cut in on his left foot because he's only got one foot. So now playing him on the left-hand side, he can he can run down and he can cross it, or then he can cut in and he can do it because it's coming natural to a... I don't understand this if you're right-footed, play on the left. I don't like the idea. Like, if you're left-footed and so left-footed like he is, I mean, every player can play on their other foot, play him on the left-hand side. Only... When you have the God-given talent, whichever the gods it is, all of the gods, some of the gods, 50% of the gods, I don't know which one gave him the talent, but Saka, play him on the left, he'll use his left foot, play him on the right, he'll use his right, always left, and he'll play him in the middle. To have a player like that who is the best young player in the probably in world football at the moment, and it is just absolutely magnificent, and I think it takes so much pressure off of Pepe because people look at it and go, well, we're going to have to go and mark Saka on the right because Saka's one with all the trouble. And then we saw with Pepe drifting in through the middle. If Pepe would have been started out on the right-hand side, do you think at any point he would have been in that position ready for Xhaka? Well done, Xhaka. Xhaka has shown what he can do. Would you think at any point Pepe would have drifted that far in, in the middle of the field and then and be, able, be there ready for Xhaka to set him up? I don't think he would have done. No, I don't think so. And I think the the big difference that I already touched on was that uh, Pepe tonight had, he was playing off a front man in Lacazette who's in really good form and his link-up play has been excellent uh, in the last five, six games. And having Smith Rowe, who even if he's not involved in the play, just his movement and the way he drags defenders and midfielders out of position to open up gaps for other players is so much better than when Pepe's had to play with either Willian in the middle or he's played and it's been Ceballos or, you know, someone like that who isn't a natural 10, none of them are, and you don't get the same options when you're on the ball. Um, so, yeah, just I'm really, really pleased with Pepe tonight. I thought he had a really good game. Um, a couple of times when he got the ball and we screamed it in the whole time he's been at the club, like, you're really quick, you've got good tricks, just run at people. He did that tonight. He took people on, beat three or four players. I still think he's a little bit too slow to release the ball sometimes when he's got a pass on. Um, sometimes he tries to do one trick too many, but I just it, really, really impressed with him and his work off the ball as well tonight. That was the big, big difference for me. That is something he hasn't done enough. Um, his ball recoveries tonight and his pressing was really, really good. And um, we did all that without Tierney playing. Yeah. Um, so as they say, we're a one-man team with Tierney. No, we were brilliant tonight. We could have scored another two goals, admittedly. Southampton could have scored another two goals. But yeah, it just I shows. Do. Just, just I, trust the process. I do feel that like both teams went for it, played really good football. Southampton definitely could have scored a couple more, mm. but I think we could have. I think the difference was really in the in the final third, the quality difference between what Southampton have got and what we've got in terms of the final ball or the finishing. That was the big difference tonight, um, and that's that's why we came out winning. Um, we'll, we'll jump in. We'll jump into the second goal quickly as well. Um, Lacazette, who had copped up his own earlier chance. Ball comes into him. The first time ball he does for uh, for Bukayo Saka is absolutely superb. Um, you can see why him and Abamyang were joking about who's getting the number ten shirt now that Mesut Ozil has gone because that looked like a number ten had passed the ball. And Saka showed Lacazette what he should have done. Maybe take it around the keeper and slot it home. 
Right, Danny, you've been watching Arsenal for even longer than I have. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, listeners, but Danny is actually older than me. <laughs> uh, I'm covering up most of my greys. Well, they are coming through the beard now. But of all your time at watching Arsenal, do you remember a kid being as good as Bakaya Saka? Like, not just as good, but this consistent. Oh, his ability is um the, the the amount of ability he's got and the amount of flexibility he's got. That's two abilities where he can play in any one of them. We haven't even seen him play up front because it, it was, when he first come through, he said he doesn't really score enough goals. He doesn't really get enough assists. He was eighteen. Now he's nineteen, and he, he can left wing, right wing. He can play in the ten. He can play. He can play full backs. He can play in in the right midfield, left midfield. He's got the pace and every single play when he comes up to them. Like at one point in the second half, I know we're skipping forward a bit, but we will rewind. He, he went running down the right-hand side near the end of the game and then the player went with him and then he stopped and then the player carried on going and then he took a step back with the ball and he had so much space. Have I ever seen a player that can do that? Um, no. Merson was, started out on the wing, but Merson was never really a pace merchant. And as Limpar... He, he kind of similar, but you couldn't play Anders Limpo in all the positions that he could have done. Brian Marwood was another really quick player when we first got him. He played left wing or left midfield. Um, he had the pace. He had the goals when he came in, helped us win that title in 91 and then got injured like a lot of these players do, getting kicked the whole time. Uh, Overmars, well, uh, when Overmars first came, he only come here on the cheap because he was at Ajax and he had a massive injury at Ajax and I said he'd never be the same player again. Took him a little while to get into it and he managed to do it. Perez, his first season, he was, well, I wouldn't go as far as to say awful, but he wasn't good. Perez was one who could, like um, Saka, play on, on both wings and was really creative, but, but he didn't really have the pace. So I can't really think of anybody who who has all the attributes that, that Saka has so early. So no, can you? No, I've been sort of racking my brain in like particular trying to concentrate on young players who've come through. The only one I can think who was like a better player, not the same uh, position, was Sesk. Like, because Sesk just looked a complete player at like 16, 17 already. Um, Saka obviously plays in a different position, but like you said, it's his flexibility. Like, when he first played on the right, people were like, oh, I'm not sure about this because he is very, very left footed and and he, he doesn't seem to be doing it with his right foot. But what what I think Arteta has done really well and has proven and proved it time at Man City is that if he trains a player individually, he can improve them. He did that with Raheem Sterling and massively improved his game. And I think he's just done a really simple thing with Saka saying, right, when you're playing on the right, if you get the ball first time and there's space and, you know, Lacazette or Smith Rowe or whoever's running in, just hit it first time with your right foot. Doesn't matter if it's always going to come off because we know it's your weaker foot. But his first time balls with his right foot now are so much better than when he first started playing out there. And he's so improved. Um, but yeah, just just being able to constantly move. I think his, his strength on the ball, the way he can hold the ball off and hold players off is really impressive for someone his age because he's still got growing to do. You know, He's still, what, five, six years off if he's getting into his peak years as a player. Um, you know, At some point, he's probably going to pick up an injury that might keep him out for a while, might take a bit of time to come back. It just happens in, in your career anyway, but... I, I just think he's an amazing footballer to watch. Um, I really, really want them to manage him properly. I think the way that Arteta, like, I know, again, going back to the FA Cup game, people moaned about rotation, but these are really young kids. And we saw it with a lot of other youngsters at Arsenal, like Jack Wilshere would be a prime example of a player who's going to get kicked a lot, just like Saka would. Jack got a bit more unlucky, but he was played into the ground very early on. 
So we don't want the same thing to happen with uh, with Bakai Saki. You don't want the same thing happen to Smith Rowe either. So you've got to protect the kids, let them play when they can. But it just he's just unbelievable talent. He's so humble as well. I love it whenever you hear him in an interview. He just sounds so pleased to be playing and so happy to be at Arsenal. Um, I'm I'm really pleased that they managed to get the contracts done with him. Uh, just in time as well. Yeah, it, it's just fantastic. And he could just concentrate on his football now, just play. Um, I know Lacazette and Aubameyang have been up and down in terms of form this season. Lacazette doing much better now, but he's got some really experienced players in the squad around him. He can teach him things. He's got, you know, I know people like David Luiz can be a bit iffy on the pitch, but they're very good in the dressing room and can teach him a lot of things. They've had years and years of experience. So yeah, I've got some really good players around him. So yeah, I'm really excited just to see. I just, you know, like in 10 years' time, I want to be going... Oh, 29-year-old Bukayo Saka is out playing for Arsenal and, you know, just stuff like that. It's nuts to say, like, oh, in 10 years, he'd still be at Arsenal, like, if he's still there. It's unbelievable. Um, People are saying um, Rowcastle, um, Hambo, Gumball, Gumball, Hambo, yeah, he says Rowcastle, Duncan Knapp also says Rowcastle. The tricks, definitely. I don't think Rowcastle had the, 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 the speed and the pace that, Although Rowcastle was quick, and I don't think Rowcastle had the adaptability, I think occasionally Rowcastle would drift into the central midfield. And mm. Rowcastle was probably, yeah, probably the closest um, one to it all, because the amount of tricks that he do, and he used to, but he, like everyone else, he just gets kicked. And if you're lining up against Arsenal, and then you're going to go right, we, we're trying to put this player there, that player there. You don't know whether Saka's, where any one of those three positions Saka's yeah. going to be playing in. And then when you look at Smith Rowe, he could be moving around to any one of those positions. He can do that. And Pepe, well, what side is he going to play on? And it gets to the point where you have so many of these um, players that can play in so many positions, then you're going to, um, you're not going to know who to mark what. And then do you go well? Do you make a run with Pepe and put two men on him? And then then Saka's got none. And if Saka drops into the middle, then what do you do on the right hand side? Um, Darren Clifford, a name I don't remember, says Marwood, 88 to 90, and Limpar took over for him. Certainly did. Uh, and great. And then George Graham got rid of Limpar, and Limpar said he cried. He didn't want to go to Everton. Was it Everton he went to? Yeah, it was Everton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we had him on the show, on the podcast twice. What a lovely, lovely man. Um, but yeah, that, that was the second goal. And again, re- really, really good ball from Lacazette. Really good ball from Lacazette. And Saka just calm, takes it around the keeper, finishes with his right foot. Um, yeah, just he just concentrated. It wasn't concentrating on scoring a goal. I think Stefan said in the chat it was concentrating on getting past the keeper. That was what his, his brain was. Get around the keeper, then I can score. He didn't rush it. He didn't panic. Just looked really, really good, really calm. Um, We've got a question there. When was the last time Lacazette completed ninety minutes? He played ninety minutes against Newcastle when he beat him three nil. 4-0 against West Brom. Oh, he's done it quite a few times this season. Mm. So that's why I'd answer that. There was someone else, I think, has put a quote in there. Carnage. Uh, we will be expecting fake quotes from uh, Mr. Waffles <laughs> or Loki later in the game, but not at the moment. Well, Carnage1618 says, this is from Arteta, hopefully. <laughs> says, well, it's... Well, it's one of the reasons why we had to make changes in the cup because we had five players who were not available to play. I want to make that clear. The ones that played today, they were to play some part of the game. So we expected them to play every game of the so we expect them to play every game of the season, 50 games without pre-season at that age. I'm sorry, but it's impossible and I'm not going to do that of our young players. Arteta on Smith Rowe's fitness. What do you make of there that? You go. Yeah, no, he's spot on. Smith Rowe has been always been highly regarded 
really good at Huddersfield. And was it Hoffen? Was it Hoffenheim he went to in Germany? No, uh, uh, no, he went to uh, RB Leipzig, didn't he? That was it. But he went there um, injured and only had a yeah. couple of games near the end of the season. But really well regarded at both clubs. Highly regarded at Arsenal, but he's had injury problems. So you've got to be careful with these players. And it's like I said earlier, you can't bury them into the ground. Saka maybe is a little bit different. Maybe he's a little bit stronger and a bit further on in his development than uh, Smith Rowe is. Like Arteta and the coaching team are going to know the fitness of the players better than me, Danny, or some other guy you listen to on Twitter. Um, so you're going to have to rotate them. And to be fair, even in the cup game, right, we lost 1 0. We didn't play particularly well, but. Southampton weren't that much better than us. And to be honest, I don't think Arteta or most Arsenal fans expected Southampton to put that good a team out. Um, so, yeah, look, it's disappointing to go out of the FA Cup. Obviously, I would like to have won it again this season. But I think for me, it's about getting us high up in the league. Because, like I said, we're eighth, but we're four points off Liverpool. This The, the, the top of the table is so condensed that you get on a decent run as we are at the moment. If we keep this going for another three, four games... The amount of teams around us, they can slip up, lose a few points, and all of a sudden you jump yourself up to fourth. It's 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 crazy. So you could you could get Champions League football. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but if you look at where we are now and the form we're in compared to the start of the season, our form last six games, five wins and a draw. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it, I'm just going to go and have a look at the, the form table. We are second. Uh, Man City top with 18 points. We're second on 16. Everton 15. Leicester, West Ham, Man United 14. Villa. Remember, they've got the best goalkeeper in the world. They're on 10. 10. We're 16. We've had, oh, go on. I could, I could moan about this for ages. I've got, I've got another quote from Rudy Rastos. Also, Carnish put that in there. He said, Arteta on Smith Rowe. He was injured for the cup game. We knew he could probably... He, he could probably not play the whole game today. He had some muscular discomfort and had to come off. There you go. Yeah, it, it's just from playing a lot because he is so young and he's had these muscle issues. So, again, you've got to, you've got to rotate and trust him. Uh, Phil Macker has also put one in. I suspect this might not be a genuine quote. Allegedly, allegedly, Arteta said after the game, that result is dedicated to the ghost of Ozil. I'm so glad that Wanker has finally found someone else to leech off. <laughs> Don't blame us. We just read what people put in the chat. And also, um, uh, Carnage did something and he put some asterisks. You can swear on here, Carnage. We don't care. You can put whatever you want within reason. Just don't libel anyone. Yeah. So um, where are we up to uh, now? Yeah, sorry. After the second goal, I just, uh, from that point on, I know Southampton had a few chances and they created a little bit. Um, Leno had to make one or two saves, but I still felt we were comfortable. We were in control of the game. Thought we were playing it at our pace. Southampton were pressing well when they're a good team. I think they're a lot better than people maybe give them credit. But I always felt like there was another goal in the game. Um, Did you see um, the replay of the goal we conceded from behind the goalie? They showed that later on in the game. Oh, I missed it when they originally showed it. The absolute pace that that ball came in. If if Leno would have got a full hand to it, it would have broken his hand off. And he yeah. still managed to get a couple of fingers to it. In the Premier League, I think Leno has got the third um, best number of clean sheets. I think he's got seven. And I think that the best is Edison with 10. And then it was Martinez with eight. And then about four goalies all on seven. Mm. So uh, the amount of stuff that Arteta has had to to put up with and deal with, with all these people shouting and screaming that he doesn't know what he's doing. 
I think it does. I think it's looking yeah. like it does. And if we would have had a bigger, stronger squad that and not so many young players that he doesn't want to wear out, then uh, maybe we'd have, would have spent a little bit more time in the FA Cup. But we've got the we've got the Benfica in the Europa League coming up soon. We haven't got the squad to compete on three fronts no. with so many players coming back from injury as well. Oh, we've got another quote here. Rudy Rastos. Um, Mikel Arteta on Martin. I'm gonna we have got our my friend, our friend of the pod, um, Christopher Herland, who's uh from Norway, he has sent me. Uh, oh, you, you did I share it with the groups? Yeah, you did share it, yeah, on how to pronounce Martin Erdegurd. Horribly butchered that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, Martin from Norway, how to, pre- <laughs> how to pronounce Martin from Norway's name properly. So, we'll be playing that on the podcast tomorrow, and yeah. um, we'll be playing his audio yeah, clips. Arteta, Arteta said he's pretty fucking close. Oh, we didn't even yeah. say pretty, he just said we are pretty close. That's a genuine quote, that might be a genuine quote. I've just butchered it. Sorry, I thought it was done. <laughs> I think it is basically done. He's had his medical and stuff. I think they're probably going to announce it uh tomorrow or something. <clears throat> Don't quote me on that if it all falls through horribly. I'm, I'm not an ITK. So I um, wants to know, is Ozil tweeting about the Arsenal game? <laughs> I, I stopped following Ozil a long time ago. I blocked the prick and two I, years I ago. And I muted his name as well. So it doesn't even <laughs> show up on my Twitter anymore because I can't be bothered. Um, we'll, we'll do the third goal and then we'll just talk about some individual performances. Yeah. I lost the trail of the game. Uh, second half, um, Lacazette finally gets his goal. Because um, he worked really hard tonight and was obviously got the assist and was uh, involved in a lot of the build-up play for the chances we created. But really, for me, that goal is about um, two players. Saka again, just superb first-time ball on his right foot. Lacazette doing the right thing, beating the defender there and tapping it in. Really good goal, great, f- uh, good finish. But the ball from Cedric at left-back out to Bakayo Saka. Oh, dirty boy. Where did that come from? Absolute <laughs> filth that was really, really good. Um, I was really impressed with Cedric tonight. Uh, he was not the uh, at the races, particularly for the FA Cup game, but um, just I thought he was excellent. He was really good. He was trying on his left foot, sometimes it weren't quite coming off, but when he cut in on his right, he was much better. I thought his link up play with Pepe was really good. Um, defensively, he was pretty solid as well. The um, but yeah, the ball out to Saka is just absolutely fantastic. And what I really liked tonight was just as the game progressed, Cedric, you could see he's getting more confident and more comfortable in a position, and he improved as the game went on. Because you look, he, he's an experienced pro. He's played a lot. He has played left back before at times, but it's not his. It's not his position. Um, let's be honest, you know. And it is unfortunate that we don't have any cover for Tierney, like a real actual left back. But I think Cedric has shown that maybe we don't need to go and get one now in January. Maybe we can hold off until the summer. I I like the fact that Arsenal haven't gone out to go and buy a number 10 straight away and panic bought someone and that they are bringing in Martin from Norway. Um, You know, on a loan deal, it's sensible. Maybe there is a chance to buy him in the summer if he performs well enough. We'll see whether that happens or not. But they they look like they're making the right deals now. So, um, yeah, Cedric, I thought, was excellent tonight. Uh, Xhaka again I thought was really good party just he just purrs didn't he in the midfield he, oh, he's so cool on the ball just comfortable imagine if he actually was, was sweating during a game he was really really trying his hardest doesn't need to yeah no that, when he went down with cramp I just thought really because you, you just not that he wasn't running because he was covering so much ground but I just thought you look like it was effortless he just like glides along the pitch it's amazing he, he kind of reminds me um, a little bit of SEM 
but a, like a little bit more stylistic, not quite as aggressive as SEM mm-hmm. was when he first came to Chelsea, but just can just run all day and stuff. And look, they took him off precautionary. I think that's fine. It's just a bit of cramp from obviously getting back up to match fitness. Um, I thought Bellerin was really good again tonight. His, his crosses were much better. His delivery was much better. He was trying you to get it in early. Again. No, I said Bellerin. I don't mention Balogun. Jesus, come on. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it positive. Um, and a shout as well for for uh, Big Bob Holding, who I thought was also yes, really, really good tonight. Put here, it was his 100th game. Who put that? Um here we go, Rudy Rastos. says, congratulations to Arsenal defender Rob Holding. Makes his 100th appearance for Arsenal against Southampton tonight. Two million yeah. quid, John, from Bolton. A team that got relegated from the Championship. Benga as, as As Arsenal would say, I'm sorry you didn't cost 50 million. <laughs> I, I said, I think last time I was on here, some people asked about his contracts and said, this is not a Premier League winning centre-back. And I said, yeah, maybe he's not. But he's good enough to be in the squad when you are pushing to win a Premier League. Look at some of the centre-backs Liverpool had when they won the Premier League. Uh, Matip, uh, Dejan Lovren, Liverpool fans, remember him? Any other fans? How much have you laughed at him? You look at the number of games he played in the Premier League. Both both of them played like 20-something games between them. You need those players. And even if it's the two, three years' time when maybe we are challenged for the title, fingers crossed we are, you sell Rob Holding. He's an English centre-back. He's going to command a big fee. He's got like tons of experience. Yeah, I, I thought he was really, really good tonight. Um, and to be perfectly honest, the only bad bit in the game was David Louis. So well done for Bob Holding playing centre-back on his own tonight because I thought he was excellent. A <laughs> um, couple of things just to go through. Um, Thomas in Norway says he can only think of one Norwegian Arsenal player. We've got Paul Eidesson and Hardvard Nordvet. Oh, yes. Yeah, Nordvet <laughs> never played for Arsenal. He did play for Gladbach. He was a captain for the for the Utes. He played a quite, few quite a lot of games for Gladbach, actually. Sam Fisher, John, you look like someone who plays video games. What console are you rushing <laughs> currently? Uh, or are you part of the PC Master Race? I am now part of the PC Master Race. Uh, I used to be an Xbox boy. I might get the new one. Who knows? They'd have to bring out some games for it first, though, because at the moment it's garbage. <laughs> I've been back in. I've actually bought my Xbox Live subscription again. I haven't played the Xbox probably for two years. The last time I played the Xbox at any length of time was when Forza Horizon 4 came out in October 2018. Yeah, so I've got it, and I'm back into playing Forza Horizon, and I'm actually considering... I've made so much money selling all my old gaming stuff. I've made three and a half grand on the eBays. I'm thinking of buying a 60, 75 inch, something like that, 4K telly and then the new Xbox. Um, I know there's not many games on it, but it does enhance all your games already. But I, I've got dodgy eyes. I need to get decent glasses because as soon as I put my glasses on, I go, oh, fuck, that looks like actually HD on my big telly at the moment. So yeah, let's come back in. Anyway, yeah, but there's a, uh, Gaming is quite a big thing amongst the people of ABW. Most of us have Xboxes. You have the odd charlatans that have a, a PlayStation, not mentioning any names, Carpenter, but you know who you are. Oh, um, I, think um, I, was, I was tempted to get a new one but just because that had Demon Souls on it and I do love the Souls quid, though. it's a lot of money yeah. <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll get back to the football because people get very very bored of us um, yeah I mean that was the game really um, if you didn't watch it what were you doing uh, unless you were working in which case I'll let you off but if you were working download it it's actually worth watching back you're probably working from home you lazy scumbags get on it yeah. We're back. Like like Rudy put, six Premier League games about to beat, 14 goals scored along the way and just two conceded. And one of them was a thunder bastard today. What was the other one we conceded? Do you remember who that was against? 
I shouldn't ask these questions, should I? Oh, I don't know. No, I haven't got Scooby now. I can't remember. I'm going to go and have a look and pretend that we know oh, it's against Chelsea. Oh, yes, yes. Who scored that goal? What scumbag was that? It was scored by Tammy Abraham. Yeah. We won't mention Chelsea because we won't be able to contain our excitement and our laughter. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we, we, we got Lampard the sack, which is unfortunate. I did hear, though, that when Lampard got home from being sacked, John Terry was already at his house consoling his wife. Apparently they looked a bit flustered when Frank walked in, but I don't know what that's about. Um... <laughs> oh, dear. I hope people didn't get that joke. Um, anyway, if you have any questions, we'll take some questions quickly before we before we bugger off. We I've got two already, um, so please fire away. One from David Cruz. A question about Lacazette. I think he's entering his final year in his contract next summer. Sell or keep? Sell for me. No more contracts based on current form. Um, how old is Lacazette now? He's oh, 31, I think. Is he? Let's have a look. He's 29, Danny. What? He will be 30... In May, um, I would oh, maybe only... It's like maybe it's a bumming and it's 31. Oh, it's a bumming. I knew one of them was 31. Do I get away with that? <clears throat> yeah, you get away with that. Um, I would only extend Lacazette if we could do it in like a two-year sort of thing or something. Honestly, it depends on what happens with Balogun and other strikers. That's, that's the big problem. So... I'm not against giving him a new deal, but it would be like a small extension, like a two-year max. I wouldn't give him any more than that. I wouldn't necessarily give him uh, extra money either. I think it all depends on whether what what his situation is, because when he could sign one more contract with us for two years and then go back to France at nearly 32 and still be top yeah. goal scorer in that league for two or three years. Which yeah. is whether he wants to be a part of the team because he's unlike Aubameyang, he's not a player that relies on his pace, is it? No. He relies on his, his ability to just get in and uh, foxy in the boxy kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, so keep him. Yeah, Mr. Waffles made a good point. Maybe a, a year plus another year, like uh, option for the extra year, maybe. But you, you, it depends on if there is a striker available in the summer that we can get who can come in. Like I think Martinelli is going to be a forward eventually. He will be a striker at some point, but he's he's obviously not there yet. I don't think Enketia is going to make it. I think we're better off cashing in on Eddie in the summer. I do like Eddie and I like his effort and everything, but I, I don't think he's the level we want. And obviously, it depends what happens with Balogun. Because if you get rid of Lacazette, then there's a huge gap uh, between who you've actually got um, from sort of one age gap to the other. You've got like 31, 32, all the way down to uh, 19, 20. So that, that's the big issue on whether you try and extend Lacazette or not. Um, got another one from Mr. Waffles. Uh, how sick are you of listening to pub, pundits whine about poor, poor Frankie Lampard? Um <clears throat> If I'm being sensible, I do feel a little bit sorry for Lampard because he had one season with a load of youth players. Then he had a season where they spent loads of money. I'm not sure how involved he was in what signings he got, but he's ended up with like number 10s and like wingers that don't fit the system that he's trying to play in 4-3-3. And obviously it's on the manager to get those players to adapt. So trying to bring through the young players. Yeah. Easy. So and I don't, you know, Chelsea aren't doing that terrible. They're still in the cup, uh, still in both cups, aren't they? European Cup and FA Cup, I think. Um, and it's not like they're in like an awful position in the league. And if you look at every one of the sort of so-called big teams this season, other than Liverpool, really, who've, everyone's had like a really bad patch. Uh, even Man City did. 
you know, or bad patch for them in terms of their form. So <clears throat> from that sense, I do feel a little bit sorry for him. Um, from the other sense, it's hilarious because he used to hate him when he played for Chelsea against us because he'd always fucking score the bastard. Uh, but I am a little bit scared because they've got Tommy Tickles now and he's quite a <laughs> manager. And that's quite a terrifying squad that he could actually do something. I don't, I don't rate Tommy Tickles. That is, I didn't make that up. Some, I heard that on a podcast. I can't take the claim for that. Yeah. But... So yeah, that 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 bit worries me a little, but we'll we'll see whether it works out. Hopefully, we'll just have an argument with the management above because we know what Chelsea are like. If they don't like you, you're out the door. They are ruthless. Uh, Thomas from Norway, is there any truth in the Draxler rumor? That sounds crazy to me. <clears throat> Apparently, there is no truth in it. Um, all the reports it are from the UK saying that French media outlets are talking about it. None of the French media outlets are talking about it. It's complete nonsense. He's only twenty nine. It wouldn't be a transfer window without us being linked to Draxler, though, would it? Yeah, uh, Carl is. Carl would be sad about that. But he's only twenty nine. He scored no goals this season. Two goals last season. He's a bit part player there, and he he would go. Well, I'm a German. Was a German international. I want yeah. big money. We don't. Our days of getting players because of their they've played for Germany and won the World Cup and all that nonsense. We're not about that anymore. We're about bringing back the, the young players and getting... I mean, look at the fact that um, Arteta has been there for 13 months and we've had six loan players in 13 months. In the, I've made a list of every single loan player we've ever had. We've only ever had... Since the, the George Graham days, I think we've had about 14 loan players and Arteta's had six of them. Admittedly, the first part of the Spios loan was nothing to do with him, but the other five were. Uh, and also, someone said Drexler is an actual mate of Mustafi, Kalasnich, and Erzul. So yeah, we definitely don't want him. Then we've only just been getting rid of them. <clears throat> um, wait, hang on a minute. I had another question here quickly before we go. Uh, Sayanvesh, Willian looks like he has six months of football left in him. If I'm being positive, what job do we give him for the remaining two years? Um, hopefully, we sell him in the summer. I was really excited when we signed Willian because I always liked him at Chelsea. I thought he was a great player. But it just hasn't worked out, unfortunately. I thought he was all right when he came on tonight. I thought he was okay in the Southampton game in the Cup. I didn't think he was particularly bad. Um, I didn't think he was particularly great either, like a lot of the players. But, yeah, uh, if we can get money for him in the summer or move him on, sometimes a player moves clubs and it just don't work out. Well, he's got Serie A written all over him, hasn't he? Maybe <laughs> in the summer, go, look, if you want to go, you can. Although we did pay him, I think it was £12 million up front and uh, 160 grand a week so it works out to be roughly 220 grand a week yeah. I mean, not that I know not that not that everyone ever goes here's his contract everyone have a good old look and write down the notes Yeah, but it's, I don't think it's going to work out for him because I think maybe another player who sold the job of uh, well you're 31 32 something like whatever it is you're coming to us and we know most of your career you've played out on the wing but we're going to come in we want you to come and play in the 10 because uh, it looks like big, big fat toad face Raul told a lot of people a lot of lies, and that's why they signed a club like Saliba. Told a whole yeah. pack of lies. I mean, if Chris was still on Twitter, you could uh, you could go and have a look at that and see what it is. But yeah, there's and plus Arteta's also not only had to deal with all this other stuff, stuff. He's had fifty, sixty, seventy people leave the club staff, and then yeah. still juggling. And he's been gone from made head coach to being made the manager, and that is a whole lot more responsibility. There we yeah. go. I've got a quote from... Uh, oh, we've got two more. Oh, we've already done that one. A quote from Rudy about um, Arteta on party. He said, we don't know. He was feeling some discomfort. Hopefully it's nothing, but he was struggling. Oh, that's yeah, right. So, so, go on. What do you think? Hopefully it's just cramp. I mean, he looked like they, there was, they were stretching his leg out a little bit, so I'm hoping it's just that. 
So um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that because you obviously want him fit for this uh, Saturday. We play Man United. It's Saturday, isn't it? Would yeah. we let Trump run Arsenal? No. We've already got Danny, and he runs ABW. That's bad enough. You don't want Trump at Arsenal, Jesus. Right. You say run in the loosest sense of the term. All I do is moan about people not being able to do it because uh, all the players would come on with dodgy wigs on. They'd all wear fake tan. They'd, they'd all say, you know, we're the best at everything. No, terrible. Oh, we'd be great at set pieces because he'd just build a wall. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a brilliant point to end the show, Danny. That's, 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 just cut it there. That's perfect. Uh, oh, yeah. no, so, um, no, no Trump talk. Don't do that. Cool. Yeah, we've already got Cronky. Well done, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it. We're going we're gonna to wind the show up now. Um Thank you so much for listening. As usual, me and Danny went off on a load of tangents that had nothing to do with football. But, yeah, just happy to watch Arsenal playing brilliant football, winning games, scoring goals, defending pretty well, except for, you know, that one tonight. But other than that, just, yeah, everyone's playing well. Enjoy it. Keep chin up. Don't worry about the cup game. It doesn't matter. It's fine. We're still in the Europa League. Got big games coming up. Big game Saturday against Man United. Hopefully we can stuff them. I don't want Oli Solskjaer to get the sack because I do still think he's a terrible manager. So <laughs> if we can beat them, but he stays there because he's been on a good run, this is this is perfect Man United. This is perfect timing. We could stuff Man United. Solskjaer can't get sacked because he's put them on such a good run and put them to the top of the table. So he got a keeper for another six months to cock it up some more. It, it's 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 fate. It's written. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get it any better. But yeah. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. Oh, if you want to do the subscribey thing. You can, if you like the video, or if you don't like the video, press the thumbs up or thumbs down. If you want to subscribe to the YouTube, you can press the subscribe button. If you press the bell icon, it will tell you whenever we go live. Um, I think there's even a pay for thing where you get little emotes and stuff. Don't do that. That's, that just save you money. Don't waste it. You can watch us live on Twitch as well. You can subscribe to our Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. You don't have to give it to us. You can give it to any Twitch streamer if you want, but you can give it to us if you like. And I think we've still got our Manscaped discount code, which is code Burkamp. Danny probably knows what the thing is. I'm just going to keep talking until it comes up. There we go. No. Oh, there we go. Yeah. If you go to manscaped.com, you use the code Burkamp, you get 20% off. Get the Manscaped, what is it, Lawnmower 3.0. You get the underwear. You get the ball crop reviver. You get the ball toner. You get a T-shirt. Um, I'm quite large, and I got a large. Don't get large, get medium. Large is bigger than you think. Um, but it's very cool, and it says your balls will thank you on the back of it in big letters just to annoy people <laughs> as you're walking around town. Although you're not allowed to do that. You've got to stay indoors because we're all in lockdown. But there you go. Tomorrow's show, tomorrow night's show, it won't be live as you. We might start doing the podcast live again, but it, yeah, the way we – it's easy to do a podcast when there's no – we don't have to interact with anyone else to have a chat. It's going to be me. It's going to be the lads from Goonosphere, which is – uh, Daniel Cowan and James Stokes is going to be there. We tried to get the Jock Meister on, but he could only do this afternoon at five o'clock. And as I didn't wake up till six, that isn't going to happen. Hopefully, Jock will come and join us. Never know, someone from ABW might come and join us. I don't know yet. Some of them are busy. Um, but I did, I have wrote all this out and let people know a month in advance, but they're, they're, they're useless, aren't they, John? Yes. Uh, and Matt Roberts said, put the ABWQs out sooner. So maybe we'll get a tweet out later tonight and. Danny does it. We'll put some retweets and stuff out during the day in the morning because Danny's normally asleep at that time. I'll go and do it now, Matt. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out the podcast. Um, da- uh, Daniel and James, really, really good. I do miss the Goonosphere podcast. They're great. Uh, they're much smarter than all of us. They use really big words and they know what the words mean because we haven't got a clue. 
We don't know. We just exacerbate things. See, I just said a big word, but I don't know what it means. Just just throw it in there. You said exacerbate. That's not even a word. Exacerbate. Exacerbate. Exaggerate. No, no, I didn't even mean that one. What's the word? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Danny, turn this off quick. (laughs) Thanks for watching. And say say something nice to the lovely people. uh, Up the Arsenal. Oh, we need is Buka Osaka. Buka Osaka. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.